Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. Nick, how are we doing this beautiful Sunday evening? At least beautiful in Tennessee. Hopefully it's beautiful there, too. It's not. It's been raining all day. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's nice. It's nice. I, I, I genuinely like it when it rains and it's a little bit cooler on a Sunday. It reminds me that fall is coming. It's a relaxing day. You're just watching football. So I, I, I don't mind a 70 degrees, 72 degrees with it being an overcast throughout the night. So it's nice. It's nice. But I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we had a lot of college football yesterday, a lot of exciting games. Um, let's see. I got a big week ahead of me, I guess, ne- coming up. I'm seeing you on Friday night up in Virginia, and I'm working the – Wake Georgia Tech game on Saturday, so I will be seeing two pretty good games uh, coming up this week. So I got to prepare myself and get some things in order. But other than that, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh pretty well recovered, surprisingly, from a long day yesterday between going to a game and then staying up till two thirty for the end of the Colorado game. So yeah, I, could, I, I tried, I, my eyes were falling asleep during the third quarter. See, I tried to like, what well, I do is I set an alarm for like one fifteen. I tried to sleep for an hour, like at halftime. And then all of a sudden I just got this, like that second kick and like literally it was wired. Yeah. It was weird. It was actually kind of annoying because I couldn't fall asleep till about, 30 minutes after the game because of it, but oh well. But no, that was that game pissed me off in so many ways. You have no idea, but neither here nor there. Um, but we could maybe talk about that later. But no, I got to watch uh, a nice little G5 over P, P5 upset yesterday. That was fun, even though offense was completely optional. And the yeah. best part, Nick. I don't. Did, did you see any of the Iowa State Ohio game? I like any highlights or anything? I saw the controversial. Mystery. Dude, he made that. I was standing right behind the goalpost when this kick went out. That is, you know, you can wander the stadium there. There is yeah. no way, like in he- like, I don't know if the ref just listened to the couple kids that were standing right behind the goalpost that like. Literally, well, like, no, it's no good. He missed it. He missed it. Like, and as soon as the refs walked away, he turns around to his buddies and goes, yeah, he made that. I don't know how he actually said he missed it. Like, I understand, like, sometimes it's hard to tell. That one wasn't hard. I've seen way more difficult ones to judge. Like, that was clearly a make. (laughs) It it is weird. It it is kind of stupid how we have all this technology and we can make rule changes and how we cannot go under review for that. Yeah, like, that's the thing that made me upset is, like, I understand what, like, there's times where, you know, the ball sails over the goalpost and, like, I don't think that Division One college football needs to invest in, like, lasers to extend up and all this stuff, right? Like, that's too much. But to not even just be able to simply, like, you can review a penalty now in some situations, but you can't review that. Like, yeah. you're able to review if a ball is tipped to whether or not a pass interference should be called, but you can't review a missed field goal? 
that doesn't make in like 90% of these places have at least some sort of end zone camera, whether it be the actual goalpost side of the kick or going from the far side goalpost. But there's some sort of angle that you normally can get that's pretty straight on. And if you can't get enough evidence to overturn it, then you don't overturn it. But, like, that's clearly a make. Yeah. I don't think a single person in that stadium thought it was a miss. Except for the ref that had the call. Right. Like, I mean, I did Iowa State deserve to win that football game? Absolutely not. But, like, come on. As someone that was selfishly rooting for overtime, I was pissed. <laughs> I had no dog in the fight. And... Tickets for Pitt, West Virginia didn't drop enough for me to justify going there. And, man, I'm sure glad I didn't spend the money to go watch that god-awful game. So, yeah, dude, it was, that was, I mean, shout-out to Ohio, man. I mean, I know it normally backfires. We'll get to Wake in a minute, obviously, traveling to ODU. But, dude, that shit's fun. Dude, Athens was buzzing, man. They were so excited. Iowa State fans traveled well. Iowa State fans, by the way, like, can we, I mean, I know, it doesn't make any sense, but like with the fact that the conference realizes it makes sense, can we add Iowa State? <laughs> That'd be so much fun for like their fans are awesome. I love Iowa State fans; they're fantastic. I've heard good. They're very, about them. they're very similar to Virginia, so I think that's why I like them. Like from a standpoint of like we're kind of used to being the little brother in football. You know, good years, nine, ten wins. Like that's a really good year in football. Basketball is normally our backbone. You know, Iowa State has wrestling. We have, obviously, other Olympic sports that we excel in. So, but it was a really, I mean, that was, that's the best game I've gone to so far this year for me. Like, just energy standpoint. I mean, the UTEP-Jacksonville State game was a little bit more intense. But, like, that was by far the most fun game I've been to so far. So, that was, that was nice. But, especially after how my Friday night went. So, but, anyways. Well, Nick. We've got a lot to talk about, and I was brainstorming this, guys. If you haven't learned by now, I don't tell Nick anything. I just say, hey, this is what we're going to do for the podcast while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> I was thinking the best way to break down these games is to have a couple different segments. And the first one, because I want to go from negative to positive, is I want to discuss who we think the worst team in the conference is at this very moment. Because there's probably four teams, I think, that are in conversation for this title, there's at least a pillar of four teams that I really look at. You could even throw a fifth if you really want to get frisky with it. But I, I want to just kind of discuss this because no, I like Nick, this. My, I, I, I like this a lot. My brainstorm for the clear four that need to be in this conversation are Virginia, Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Pitt. And I'm open to – I mean, I don't think you're going to end up wanting to debate this side – but Georgia Tech might fall under this category, too, because they haven't really done anything either. I mean, congrats on beating South Carolina State, but that's not going to give me a reason to justify that you're out of the cellar just yet. But that's kind of for sure the four, maybe a five-team race, because, you know, I tweeted it yesterday. We texted about it, Nick. Like, do I think Virginia would beat Pitt if they lined up tomorrow? I don't think so. But if we're going to go based off what we've purely seen this season, you go across, Pitt has the most disappointing record to date. That's why that's the only reason why you could throw Georgia Tech in the picture is because technically they kind of fall under the same category. 
like their their only win is a pretty bad FCS team, and that's it. Or again, Virginia is zero and three, so I understand that conversation. But I mean, obviously Tennessee got upset by Florida yesterday, but Virginia's opponents are eight and one this season. Yeah, one is nationally ranked. Two are receiving. Actually, all three teams are receiving votes currently. Right. So there's obviously a legitimate argument for Virginia having, like, you give Pitt Virginia schedule, you give Virginia Tech's Virginia schedule, you give Georgia Tech Virginia schedule. I don't know if any of these teams have a win. So let's get the start rolling here, Nick. I guess let's let's... Let's eliminate teams. That way we can maybe talk through it instead of just saying who we think is the worst. So the team that I think can get eliminated first in this scenario, surprisingly enough, is Boston College. Do you agree with that, or do you want to do you want to continue to keep them in the worst team at the moment conversation? Actually, I guess we can just eliminate Georgia Tech. We'll just eliminate Georgia Tech. You, you want to do that one? Yeah, let's let, let's eliminate Georgia Tech. I agree with okay. you that they're the fifth, but yeah, we can't agree because they were very competitive with both. Like, we've seen glimpses of Georgia Tech that make us go, "This team's good," or at least better than like. Again, we're buying in on Louisville being special and Ole Miss being special, but I mean, Ole Miss is undefeated. Louisville is obviously undefeated. So, if we're using the same logic I just used for Virginia, then I think you have to eliminate Georgia Tech because. The score of yesterday's Georgia Tech Ole Miss game is not indicative of how that game actually was. That game, I mean, all the Georgia Tech fans that were pissed on Twitter, get over yourself. Welcome to college football. And, like, you should have known that Lane Kiffin's going to want to pad offensive stats, like play better defense in the final five to six minutes. I don't know what you want me to tell you. But they did run it up on them. They did. Yeah. So, you know, and honestly, for those that are mad at Ole Miss, I, I purely took that, Nick, as, as Ole Miss's approach of basically saying, we got Alabama next week. We need confidence going into the game because the way Georgia Tech battled back in that game, I don't know if Ole Miss would have felt that great if they didn't run away with it late like they yeah, did. Right. So I, I had no problem with it. I'm never, like, as a fan of Virginia, whose team normally gets ran up a lot, <laughs> I'm, I maybe I'm just numb to it, but I really, like, the only time I have a problem with stuff like that, for example, I was not a big fan of Tennessee calling timeout yesterday against Florida. That was stupid. You're down yeah. two scores with 14 seconds left. Like, sure, you don't want to give up to the final whistle, but you're not scoring two touchdowns in 14 seconds, Josh. You're not. And if you like, if that's genuinely what you believe, you do realize all they're going to do is just do the same thing they did, which was snap the ball and run around for four seconds and then go down the final play, right? <laughs> like, it's not like you're getting the ball. I wasn't like that was fourth down or third down and there's enough time where you at least get to make them punt the ball. So, that was stupid. But, yeah, Georgia Tech, we can eliminate. Uh, any conversation, because, Nick, this is how we're going to break down the games. Like, I don't want to go game by game. Like, we sometimes do. It's a little too repetitive for me. So, is there anything from the Ole Miss game you want to talk about real quick since we are eliminating them from this conversation? Because... I just walked away from these Brent Key teams are going to be scrappy. And I think that Georgia Tech, like you mentioned it, they have Wake Forest this weekend in Winston-Salem. That's going to, right now, that looks like it's going to be a hell of a football game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm leaning, the, I'm leaning the Deeks, but, like, this isn't, like, you know, a month ago where I was like, yeah, that's a certified win for Wake Forest. So 
I'm curious what you're thinking on that. Yeah, I mean, what I got out of this game was, and you're right, I'm looking at the score, and it's not indicative of what I saw. Like, I watched uh, parts of the second half of this game. And if you look back last year where this game was at Georgia Tech, Ole Miss won, like, what, 40 to nothing, 48 to three or something? Like, it was bad, really, really bad. Uh, you, there's a it, the difference between Georgia Tech from last year and this this year is, to me, is night and day. Like they were in it with Louisville, they handled business against South Carolina State, and you know they were competitive for three quarters with Ole Miss. Um, Haynes King is pretty good, but you know that D, Georgia Tech's defense is a bit of a concern for me. Uh, giving up that many points to Louisville to start off. Uh, I think that's purely why they lost and giving up 136 rushing yards to Jackson's dart is really not ideal. You can't have their quarterback be their leading rusher and beat you. That's, I know he's a runner, but 136 yards is a lot. Um, But I think Georgia tech is very much improved. Uh, They could, you know, who knows? It's still a little early, but they could fight for a bowling spot. But they they're improved. They're improved. No, for sure. They're they look like a team that you don't necessarily want to play on your schedule. Like they're not you're not looking at that game going, Oh, we're going to lose. Like for example, Virginia I think avoids Georgia Tech this year. Maybe we no, I think we host them. Regardless, like when Virginia plays them, is it a winnable game for Virginia? Sure. But do I think they're going to win? No. So you know, it's going to be a team that nobody truly is going to want to see this year. I mean, I think Georgia Tech could give Georgia problems if Georgia continues to look the way they have at yeah. the end of the season. So I think that's a huge step forward for that program. Okay, so that eliminates Georgia Tech from the worst team in the ACC conversation. Who do you want to eliminate next then, Nick? Um... Let's go ahead and eliminate. You know what? I'm going to do it. Let's eliminate Boston College. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way because I understand the conversation around them. I do. But at the same time, the Florida State game was the most impressive thing we've seen from any of the four teams left from a standpoint of who their opponent was, the competitiveness of it. The only thing, Nick, that I will fight back with is I think there's an argument that Virginia Tech should be eliminated first because they have a win over an FBS team. Right. Something that the remaining three teams do not have. Their loss to Purdue though not a good one, is not worse than NIU, for sure. Right. And I would say that I think Rutgers and Purdue are basically the same football team. Oh, excuse me, um, Rutgers and... Um, no, yeah, Rutgers and Purdue, yeah, sorry. Rutgers and Purdue. So, like, they played two, I think, six-and-six-type programs in the Big Ten, which, again, not great. But if you, like, the way I've view this exercise in my head, Nick, is you have to look at the schedule and rank the opponents of who's played what. So, 
if the number one game, toughest game, is Boston College's Florida State game, so be it. But after that, I think it might fall Virginia Tech the rest of the way with two, three, and four. And one of those is a win. And, Nick, the Boston College game yesterday, I don't – I obviously – this was going on at the same time as the Ohio game I was at. So I was tracking it. I watched the condensed game later, but, you know, last night. But I just tracked, obviously, the the in-game stuff. It feels like Florida State took their foot off the gas knowing they have Clemson next week. Because if you really think about it, Boston College scored first. But then Florida State just took them to the woodshed for two and a half quarters, two quarters. And then BC kind of came back. And yes, there's the face mask. There's the, you know, all that stuff that, you know, Boston College could have come out and won this game. But a part of me thinks that if Florida State didn't have Clemson next week, Nick, they would have won this game by 30 plus points. Right. Because I really do think that they kind of just, they definitely didn't empty the playbook yesterday. They definitely, like, that game meant way more to BC than it did Florida State, for sure. So, I think I think I want to eliminate Virginia Tech from this conversation. I think BC needs to still be in the chat. Yeah, I, those were the two teams I was debating between. So, I, I, I'll roll with you and we can eliminate Virginia Tech because you're right. They, they haven't, Virginia Tech hasn't gotten, like, killed in these FBS games, but they have an FBS win where Boston College does not. So, I, I'll go your way with this, yes. Yeah, and – I mean, again, the Ruck- like, Rutgers yesterday looked bad, man. Like, Virginia Tech looked like I- – I hate to say, Hokie fans, I don't think drones is the answer So at quarterback. So I think there's obviously like – I mean, I was listening to the Basketball Conference podcast, Nick. They're like kind of a rival podcast, but, I mean, who cares? They've just been around longer. But they were talking on Friday night about, you know – ranking the quarterbacks of the ACC in the state of Virginia. And I disagree that Grant Wells is above Tony Musket because I know Tony Musket hasn't shown much, so that's the only conversation I'll have about it. But you look over a career, I know it was at the FCS, but Tony Musket has been way more impressive. (laughs) So I think the two best quarterbacks, I think like Virginia's top two, would start at Virginia Tech right now. I think Drones has potential, but there's a real concern there in Blacksburg. But, yeah, I think you look... We have to pretend like... Uh-oh. Nick, are you still there? Yeah, you're kind of cutting in and out a little. Well, yeah, cause I got a phone call. That's why. That's what happens when my intern called me, so I'm not sure why he called me, to be honest. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, so I guess I was getting a phone call. I didn't even realize it. So, anyways, um, you know, at the end of the day, Virginia Tech just has the FBS win. And I can't, I can't put past the fact that NIU's only win is BC. And that they lost to Southern Illinois. And that they were pretty much dominated by Nebraska yesterday. So, yeah. For that reason alone, I think you get to keep BC in the conversation. So, to go about this, Nick, is there's two, there's two ways that I think we should do it. One is obviously you rank the opponents of who everybody's played. We'll rank one through nine. 
And then we're going to rank performances. So obviously, I think that's a little skewed because that's obviously opinion. But like, for example, Virginia playing JMU close, in my opinion, is a better, more impressive thing than BC beating Holy Cross close, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we'll go through, obviously, and rank them that way, too. But we'll go opponents first, because that's a little bit less opinionated. The top opponent that anybody's played in these remaining three teams, again, that's Boston College, Virginia, and Pitt, has to be Florida State, right, for BC? Yes. Okay. The number two is probably Tennessee for Virginia. Yes. Number three is probably Maryland for Virginia. Or do you think that West Virginia is better than Maryland? No, I think Maryland is better than West Virginia. Okay, so we're on the same page. Do you think JMU is better than West Virginia? I do. Um, but again, that's my bias. JMU is undefeated. West Virginia, yes, I know it was Penn State, was pretty much dominated by them. They dominated Duquesne, but again, that means nothing to me. JMU has beaten Troy, they've beaten Virginia, and then they hammered Albany or Bucknell or somebody like that. <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, this is tough. They're like a, it's like a coin flip for me. Here's what I'll say. We'll rank West Virginia over JMU because it was at West Virginia. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that'll be three. Four, or sorry, that'll be four, excuse me. Right? One, two, three, yeah, four. So then five would be JMU, Virginia. Yeah. Six would be... Is it BCNIU? Or is it Pitt, I would say Pitt-Cincinnati because, you know, I think Cincinnati is better than NIU. So... I guess by rule, we have to give it to them, right? Even though Cincinnati did just lose to Miami of Ohio yesterday. Right. I, yeah, I kind of lean towards more Cincinnati. Okay. So then it goes NIU, and then I'll put Holy Cross above Wofford, obviously. Yeah. Wofford's not very good. Okay. So I'm doing the math right now. I'm calculating on a calculator. Virginia's average rank for their three opponents was two three, and five. So doing the math, that's 3.3. Pitts, I, I got to go through, I remember where everybody was. West Virginia was four. Wofford was 10, or nine, excuse me, not 10, nine. So it's 13, and then Cincinnati was six. So that's 19 divided by three, that's 6.3. Boston College, had number one, had number nine, and number seven. So that's 17. So that's a little bit over, that's 5.67. So based off of that, Virginia has the clear-cut toughest schedule of any of the bottom three. But they don't have a win. Right. So... How much does FCS wins? Because that's what we're talking about right now for Pitt and Boston College. Mean to you over Virginia getting like competitive for a half with Tennessee, competitive for three quarters with Maryland, and I mean we're literally 
I mean, they were in the red zone, Nick, about to tie the game starting the fourth quarter. And then, obviously, the JMU game, they lose in the final minute. How much do you weigh an FCS win over any of those games? Because that's where this gets kind of rocky. Because we're going to go back, obviously, now and rank the performances. I think number one's got to be BC and Florida State. Regardless of what happened, I mean, BC had a chance to win the game against the number four team in the country. From there, though, that's where it gets kind of dicey because I think there's honestly a conversation that two, three, and four are all Virginia. Because I think the Maryland game is the second best performance. Or sorry, the JMU game is the second best performance. I mean, literally lost in the final minute. Jamie, or Maryland would be better. Like I think how Virginia played Maryland was more impressive than how Pitt played Cincinnati or West Virginia. And I think it was more impressive than how BC, when you factor who Holy Cross is, played Holy Cross and NIU. But do you disagree with that? If you're asking me to eliminate a team right now, I think because I was I I was thinking about this all day today. I think I would eliminate Boston College over Virginia. Over Virginia, yes, and I'll tell you why. Because again, I've been thinking about Boston College and how they've been playing for the first three weeks. Now this could completely change, but you know you see three games of it, and it's kind of a trend. Boston College, no matter who the opponent is, it could be FCS, it could be a bottom FBS team, it could be the number three team in the country, has played everybody very close. You had the overtime game, you had the comeback against uh, Holy Cross, and they almost came back and won against Florida State. I don't want to say that Boston College is a bottom, well, the power, my power rankings are might contradict me, but I just think that the trend that Boston College has been on, they play teams close. I do not think that they are dead. So I, I now again, this is three weeks of work. Here's my and- here's my pushback to that though, Nick. What do you value more? Being competitive because you were getting blown out in the first half, and they rallied back to make the score look competitive. Because if you remember the NIU game, they were dominated for three quarters. Right. And then they, because they are more talented than them, rallied to then lose in overtime. But did we did we say that because they might have found their quarterback? Okay, but clearly they haven't found their quarterback because they're still having problems with it. There. And based on that logic, couldn't we make the same argument for Virginia versus Tennessee? In a sense. I know they got their shit kicked, but like Condelaria, or I keep doing that. Why do I, I can't, Calandria, geez, I can't even name my own quarterback right. I know how to say it. I just purposely cannot convince my brain to say it right just off the top. But anyways, like with Virginia, kind of the same conversation, but because Virginia and BC have been similar, just flip the halves. And again, 
we're talking about the opponents. If BC starts slow against Tennessee, man, they get hammered. Like, again, the Florida State thing is what makes this difficult because it depends on how, how you feel about the Florida State game. Because I really do believe, deep down inside, Florida State went to sleep and let BC come back. Because I don't, again, I was just following on my phone, but sometimes that's almost better than watching the game because you're not overthinking everything. I never once started to sweat the Florida State game until the final two minutes. When BC scored to make it a whatever it was, two-point game. Mm -hmm. Because I always believed that if Florida State needed to convert a first down, they would. Or if they needed to get a stop, they would. They really had to get it. So, I'm fine with eliminating BC because they have a win. But I, I, I know it's not fair transitive, but if Virginia is, has played BC schedule, I think they're 2-1. and one. I really do. Yeah. So, that's where I'm a little bit more shaky. Because regardless of what happened with Tennessee and Virginia yesterday... Tennessee's got demons right now that are just ridiculous. So you'll have to forgive me, Nick. There's people just decide to, to do whatever they want in this parking lot that I normally walk in sometimes with their uh, bikes and stuff. So we might have a little bit of a show going on behind me. But because he's going to go 100 miles an hour in parking lots when people are here because, you know, that's safe. But anyways, that's my only pushback because I really do think that BC's schedule comparatively has been a lot lighter. So, but again, they have the most perfect, per, impressive performance when you factor in they had a chance to beat Florida State. So, and they have a win. So, I think that weighs enough to where we can eliminate them. So, does that make it pretty clear that Pitt is the worst team then? Because we're not really fighting for Pitt right now. Because the thing that's tough with Pitt, Nick, is we, I don't know about you, but I feel like at some point Pat Narduzzi's team's going to figure it out. Like, I just don't see Pitt bottoming out. It is. It is but Phil Dracovic, Phil Dracovic stinks right now. This yeah. Pitt offense cannot run the football. The offensive line is abysmal. The defense is still Pitt defense. That's the only thing that kind of has me a little bit like, well, this team can win games with their defense. But on the flip side, A, they haven't won any games with their defense. But B, like, neither West Virginia or Cincinnati have these, like, incredible offenses. Right. And, like, I, there's an argument that Virginia's defense is just as good as Pitt's. The difference is, is Virginia has played Literally offense, like every offense that Virginia has faced is better than anything Pitt has faced so far this season offensively. JMU would be the closest thing to a Cincinnati or a West Virginia. So, that's where I think Pitt might have to be, because again, we're, we're just trying to go off of what we've seen now. This isn't opinions for the future. Like, I don't think Virginia has a shot at a bowl game where I haven't eliminated Pitt from a bowl game yet. Like, I don't think they're just dead in the water. But I think that they might be the worst team so far. Based off of three weeks and what we have seen, 
I agree with you that Pitt has looked abysmal. Now, West Virginia is not a bad – I would be kind of surprised if West Virginia goes bowling this year. I would. But from what I have seen and from someone who picked Pitt to be possibly in Charlotte, like if not for Florida State or Clemson, who would you pick? I picked Pitt. Uh, I am very disappointed. I think they're the most disappointing team. Um, the schedule for them was not that hard. Uh, they played probably the bottom two of the bottom five, safe to say, bottom five, bottom six Big 12 teams, where we thought Pitt was a, for sure, at least top five ACC team. Uh, Phil has not looked good. Uh like you said, the offensive line does not look good. The defense, see, that's why I thought there was a good chance that Pitt would come out and get this win was because the defense was just looking so freaking good. But as of right now, and from the opponents that we've seen, you cannot deny that Pitt has looked like the worst team in this conference. Virginia, while I probably will still rank them last in my power rankings, because they are 0-3, and, and the, just the, the fashions that they have lost has not been good. They have remained competitive in every game that you, you saw. Maybe not as much as Tennessee, because Tennessee is, you know, good. But the JMU game, they had the lead. And um, Maryland, they, they were in that game with Maryland the whole way through. So based on performance-wise of what we've seen the last three weeks – you cannot tell me that Pitt has looked the most disappointing. For sure. All right, so now it's time to figure out who the second team is for Charlotte. Because I think right now we know what Florida State is. Again, Nick, if you have anything to add on Florida Boston College, add it now. I literally took nothing away from that game except for what I said earlier. I think Florida State punched BC in the mouth, got up, what was it, 31-10, I think, or 31-7. I think it was 31-10. And then kind of just went to sleep. Yeah. And fair or not, that's what I think happened. They still won the game. So at the end of the day, they're undefeated. Clearly, we know what Florida State's ceiling is because – but do I think that LSU played their best game against Florida State? No. But after seeing what LSU did to Mississippi State this past weekend, Nick, I sure feel a lot better about that win for Florida State. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking with, with that. But anything you want to add on that game, because that's all I've got. I, I was – the only thing I want to add is I was really hoping that – I know we'll get to the eight people because I know you will rant about that. But – um. I was hoping that they would not knock off Florida State a few spots in the rankings. I think they kind of saw what we saw. I'm not worried about Florida State. We've seen their potential. We saw that they were up three touchdowns in this game. And, yeah, they let them crawl back. And you can't do that. It's dangerous to do that on the road, especially the circumstances and what BC was playing for. Um, So, yeah, I'm not worried about Florida State at all. Yeah, and I'm not going to fight over I me. Mean, I, do I think that Florida State should have fallen? No, because 
sure like Texas beat Wyoming by 21, but they also struggled with Wyoming in that game and they were very hungover. But, and again, my ACC, you know, history kicked in. I've been preaching it for months now. Never bet against Boston College, especially on the spread in the, you know, red bandana game. That's always a just extra special game for Boston College. And again, like, I think the LSU win is more impressed. Like, Alabama looks bad. Like, Alabama looks like a potential 8-4 and four team right now. Yeah, which is not horrible. So, I think there's a legitimate conversation that, like, the Florida State win is a better win. But, again, I'm not going to fight over 3-4. and four. I mean, at the end of the day, A, it's not even the playoff rankings, but B, like, as long as you don't drop them behind Ohio State or something right now, you know, obviously they had another day in this week, so that could change, but, like, if you, th- I mean, if you think Michigan, Georgia, and Texas are better than them right now, that's fine. Ah, whatever. Like, I'm not sold that Florida State's for sure better than any of those teams. Yeah. On, when, when it's best on best. So, yeah. But the two spot is insane because we'll go through our contenders real quick. Miami, Duke, Clemson. NC State's still there. North Carolina is obviously still in the chat. The million-dollar question, because obviously we're still missing a couple teams, is where does Louisville fall on this? Because they're still obviously in this conversation. What else am I missing, Nick? I just named six teams. Florida State's out. Two teams are still undefeated. Yeah, that's not going to help me because, again, I'm spacing on <laughs> – Oh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse and Wake. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Wake Forest right now. I don't think they're going to Charlotte, Nick. Okay. I, I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm sorry, all of the Dioli supporters. Use this as motivation. I, I don't – He did. He had a huge like, – not to be disrespectful to Taylor, because again, like you're not not every game's going to be your best, but he hasn't really been a part of the stat sheet the first couple games. It was really nice to see him really fill it up, and honestly, he was the key guy in that comeback. So, yeah. shout out to him for sure. But I don't think Wake has the upside to get there, Nick. I'm. I'm not sold on this defense. And Mitch reminds me of early Sam Hartman. Where when he is peaking, he is incredible. But he has some really, really just unexplainable mistakes. I mean, I understand that Mitch came back and helped lead the comeback to win that game, but he's the reason they almost lost that game in the first place, to be honest. Right, right. What, can I ask you something? Well, can I push back on the defense thing? Because the defense wasn't why they were back. They they were back so far. No, you're right. But I mean this in all, all respects. Wake's Forest defense against Vandy looked the exact same as UNLV's did this weekend against Vandy. 
So that's a problem if you ask me. I don't know if Wake's is defense. Elon, like Elon has the most points that Elon has scored this year, Nick, was against Wake Forest. Yeah. And I know that was later in the game, you know, getting well, similar one, to one of those touchdowns is a pick six. Yeah, obviously. Do I think the defense is bad for Wake? No, Nick, that's not what I'm saying. But I don't think this defense can get them to Charlotte. Okay, that's fair. I, I just wanted to clear clarify because, that the defense wasn't the reason why they were back so far against Old Dominion. Nick, there are, of the teams remaining, I think that Wake defense is... Do you think Wake's defense is better than NC State, Nick? Um, no. I agree. Do you think that Wake's offense is better than NC State's? I think there's an argument for it, but I definitely don't think that it's not clear. And it's not clear. I don't think it's clear. And it might be unfair to Mitch to go back to the Robert and I Virginia days with Brennan Armstrong, but I still feel like Nick, and I know it was just VMI, but we got to see a little bit of it this weekend. If NC State like Nick, the way I see Friday night going with us together in Charlottesville is NC State clicks, like actually clicks. Like they got it going against VMI, and now it's just repetition, a repetition. Yeah. So if that's the case, I think the NC State ceiling offensively is higher than Wake. I agree. Okay, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it, yeah. And unfortunately for Mitch and Wake Forest, I think the same can fall for the North Carolina offense. Louisville's off, like, the only other team I'll hear out, Nick, is Louisville. And though it's not fair again, because we're trying to talk about, you know, we're not just, we're not power rating right now. We're truly trying to figure out who has a chance to go to Charlotte. The Louisville schedule benefits the living crap out of that. Right. So, what I think Wake is probably a better team than Louisville. I'm not 100% sold on the fact that Wake Forest can get through their schedule with Duke on the road and NC State at home and Clemson on the road, Florida State at home. Like, there's just too many games for me on Wake's schedule. Like, I, what I, of those four games I just named, I feel like two and two is a very reasonable expectation. But two losses in the ACC in those games, because that means tiebreakers probably as well, mm-hmm. I think probably means Wake's fried. Right. So, this is not a shot at Wake Forest. Like, I don't think this is a, like, we've been preaching for this team all season, but we're trying to discuss who's going to Charlotte. And unfortunately, of the teams that have played so far, have they looked, have they looked the worst of all these teams? Probably not. But when you factor in how they've looked versus who they've played versus what is left on their schedule, and like, I know it doesn't count for a conference game, but they still have Notre Dame too. Like, I think if Wake Forest goes 8-4 and four this year, Nick, that's a very good season for the Deeks, considering everything. But that's not going to get them to Charlotte. So, I want to eliminate Wake. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with eliminating Wake. Okay. The next team I do want to eliminate is Louisville. Because I think Syracuse is better than Louisville right now. 
I think Louisville's real, literal calling grace is their schedule. I really do. The only thing I think that could get them to Charlotte is the momentum that winning football games brings to you. Because they're a talented team. I like Plummer at quarterback. I obviously really like Jeff Fromm. Sure, can I make the same argument I made for Florida State with taking their foot off the gas a little bit? Yes. But the fact that they they let Indiana back in that game, and they think, I don't know if Louisville can finish anybody, Nick. Like, truly put somebody away and finish them. Minus Murray State, but that, sorry, that doesn't count for anything. Middle Tennessee State did that this weekend. Right. Because... They let Georgia Tech back into the game. And, again, they found ways to win. But Louisville cannot get away with that. Like, I'm going to pull up Louisville's schedule. Because I want to make sure. Because, again, I know it's pretty easy. I want to be able to quote it quote it properly <clears throat> with all of this. So give me one second here to pull this up. Because I didn't have it in front of me. Because, you know, I should have should have been prepared. So, great podcasting. And now my phone's being really slow. Because... My CBS app, Nick, is super pumped because, you know, I actually had a good sports day for the first time in a long time with the Orioles walking off the Rays and clinching a playoff spot and the Ravens taking down the Bengals, so that was good for me. That's right. So, yeah, I got it now, too. I mean, it's BC next week. That should be a win, right? Right. Like, at at Miami and at NC State. Blackout. Yeah. Are there only two difficult road games? In ACC play. Even then, in general. Nick, they go on the road only three times the rest of the year. Oh, my they, God. They, they had five they technical road games. Yeah, they had five technical road games. And two of them, as we know, were in neutral sites. In the state and pretty close to the schools they were playing. But especially with this Indiana game this past weekend, Louisville and Bloomington are about the same distance to Indianapolis. So, uh, and, at, and at Pitt, we just talked about them right now looking like the worst team in the conference. So, I feel like that should be not should be a win. Actually, yeah, it should, it should be. At this moment in time, it should be a win. It's not a guaranteed win, but it should be a win. At NC State, I mean, if NC State doesn't figure it out, then that's probably a win. But, like, I know Duke's at home. But, like, the crazy part is the home conference games, Nick, are even easier than the road games. We, we, we had our, our, our bottom four, right, in the ACC. Three of those four are at home for them with Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Boston College. Yeah. <laughs> so they're playing our bottom four teams. They've already played the fifth one. Yeah. That's the thing. Do I do I think they're better than NC State? I think when you talk about future and everything, like that's what's crazy is it's hard to eliminate them because dude, if they go on the road and beat NC State, I think that means they'll go on the road and beat Pitt. All that's left is Miami and Duke at home that really scares me. Or excuse me, Duke at home at Miami. And do I think they lose both those games at this time? Yes. But is a two-loss team officially eliminated? I don't know. But I'm down to eliminate them just because 
I think right now I'd pick NC State to beat them. And the fact that I don't think they're better than any of the teams that were left in the conversation, like for sure better than, I think it's only fair that we eliminate them. Yeah. Because though they have looked obviously like, you know, I like the Georgia Tech and Indiana wins. They're some of the better wins in our conference. But both games, you're like, for periods, they look like an actual top 25 team. And for other periods, they look like old Louisville under Scott Satterfield. They, they, they let teams crawl back. Yeah. So they, like, they, That's a recipe for disaster. If they do that Friday night in two weeks in, in Raleigh, they're going to lose. Yeah. So I want to eliminate them. So that eliminates two. Now the new conversation, Nick, because this is where I think it gets tough. NC State or Syracuse? Who do you think is better right now and has a better chance to Charlotte? Because that's the next, like, I think both of these teams are going to get eliminated, obviously. But I want to talk through it for that way we can obviously break down their games and give a status check 25% of the way through the season. Because I think what we've seen from Syracuse is more impressive than anything we've seen from NC State. Yeah. I think that Garrett Schrader, especially at this moment in time, is better than Brennan Armstrong. I think that Syracuse defense at this moment in time is playing better football than NC State's defense. Are they better for sure? I don't know. But I think it's pretty equal. Do those two teams play, Nick? No, we do not play Syracuse. Okay. I do think if they did play, Syracuse would win. But some of that also factors in. I do genuinely believe that Beck and Schrader would want to just stick it to Robert and I. Plus, like, it's not like Syracuse is not going to know what NC State's running because they literally ran exactly what NC State's running. <laughs> last season, but I think you got to eliminate NC State. You look at their schedule and like, Nick, I know this is crazy because I don't think this would happen, but I don't know if you saw NC State's only a nine and a half point favorite in Charlottesville. Yeah, I saw it. And, And I don't mean that as a disrespect, but that's kind of concerning. <laughs> like, because NC State should be light years better than this Virginia team. Having, like, and I think what's tough is they get Louisville and Virginia. Those, like, again, it's better to go to Charlottesville than to go to Louisville. But at Duke, Clemson, Miami, and at Wake Forest, like, their, their final six games, Nick, after they play Marshall in their last non-con game, on the 7th of October, I don't think this team goes better than 4-2. and Because that is just way too brutal. And, you know, I had high expectations for NC State. I don't think that this team is better than last year's team. And I think last year's team would have struggled with this just as much. Because, again, you look at it, I think if they lose that Duke, they can beat Clemson at home. Like, just the, the, the four of Duke, Clemson, Miami, and at Wake. That's probably two and two, right? Yeah, yeah. And with North Carolina and Virginia Tech still on the schedule, 
which by the way, make sure I'm not wrong here. Are both of those road games, Nick? No. No. And North Carolina's at home. Yeah, but that honestly, like going to Blacksburg for their last game on senior night, not the greatest. Like I know Virginia Tech has looked good, but it is Blacksburg, tough place to play. I think NC State's got to be eliminated here because you know the UConn, like UConn and UConn is bottoming out right now, Nick, because their starting quarterback got hurt last week and they're just bad now. Like. That was literally their saving grace was the quarterback they brought over with them in the transfer portal with their OC. But but they're they're bad. And the fact that NC State struggled with them, obviously the Notre Dame game, I think the weather really screwed NC State from being, like, competitive because they were – I think they had a Notre Dame team that was kind of asleep, so who knows what could have happened. But when they played an awake Notre Dame team, it did not go well. And, like, say what you want about VMI, but their only win is against a non-scholarship Davidson team by, like, three points. So, I think they have to go for now. Yeah, you're not going to get any argument out of me. I watched a lot of the Syracuse game last night. Um, and Dude, they're good. Garrett rank them. Rank them. So, rank them, yeah, I know. I, they're getting votes. They're getting votes. I, I would have been shocked if they – rank them but there there were just too many teams ahead of them that won uh but my god people said last week it's this it's basically the same schedule to start off with last year and we saw what happened after they started off six and oh they went one and five to finish off but everything looks so much tighter the offense looks really good garrett schrader is like even better than he was last year. The defense is really good. I, I, I don't mind eliminating NC State. And with Syracuse's schedule coming up, like we just talked about State's schedule, and it's it's tough after Marshall. It is. Uh, and luckily, State does get you know all their hard games at home. But let's see. Let me get that Syracuse schedule up. I just had it. Okay. So they got Army. It's Army. Yeah. And then, they, and then they got Clemson. Like, I'm – Spoiler, I'm picking Syracuse to beat Clemson at home. Yeah. Like I'm gonna pick I, I'm picking them. Like Syracuse has the way better quarterback. They have a really good defense. Uh and Clemson struggles at the dome. They've lost at the dome with a way better Clemson team. I think they did they win the national championship and one of their losses was at Syracuse. I don't know if they won it that year, but they definitely played in one like that. Yeah. Like I, spoiler, I'm picking Syracuse to win that game. Um, they they do have a rough stretch though. I will say at Carolina, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech. And then Virginia Tech's the Thursday night in Blacksburg, which you never want to play in. So yeah, those three are really, really, really tough. Uh, that is a tough stretch. But dude, if they get through that though, if they two and two, two even. I mean, the rest of the schedule. If you go one and two. And then you've got BC, Pitt, at Georgia Tech, and Wake. And by the way, Wake is at home. If you go like three and one, you're looking really good. Well, I mean, I, again, we're talking about who can get to Charlotte. I, mean, I think that you can get to Charlotte with two losses. Again, if they yeah. beat Clemson, that's a tiebreaker that they need. They don't play Duke, so it's not like Duke will get a tiebreaker on them. You know, Florida State, we have winning. So if they lose at Florida State, that means nothing because they're not going to be in this tiebreaker scenario. 
the at North Carolina game is going to be intriguing, but I mean, I genuinely think that, I mean, I know North Carolina has some good power five non-conference wins, but I think Syracuse is better than both South Carolina and Minnesota right now. Yeah. So from that, like what, what makes Syracuse so good to me, Nick, is just how balanced they are on all sides of the ball. Like, Garrett Schrader obviously was their leading rusher, and I understand that. But, I mean, Allen still had 80 yards running. He had a touchdown in the game. You know, the receivers, he's getting multiple receivers involved. I mean, there were four receivers with four-plus receptions. There were six total receivers with receptions. Produce the type of team that's going to slow you down. Like, Schrader had his worst game by four passing, and they still won this game by double digits. And, like, Purdue's going to sling the rock. That's my only concern is, like, I think North Carolina and Florida State can pick the pick apart their secondary if they don't figure it out because Hudson Card had some success. But Syracuse seems to buckle down when it matters. So I think that they're obviously, for that reason alone, they're pretty good. I guess the question is, Nick, because obviously we're only down to a few teams left. Make sure I'm correct on this. We've got Miami, North Carolina, and Duke left. Is that it? Oh, and Clemson. Clemson. I still think that the next team eliminated would be Syracuse. I know we just talked a lot of positive on them. I know it's FAU. I know. But Clemson is so damn talented. If they can continue to click the way they did, they're the second best team in this conference. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably the two teams. Like, Clemson, Clemson's schedule is ridiculous. But, like, they have Miami. They have North Carolina, right, I think? Yeah, yeah. Like, their schedule yeah. is obviously insane. I guess, Nick, here's what we're going to do. Let's eliminate Clemson. <laughs> we're gonna, let's A, for clicks, but B, <sighs> dude, it's so hard, though. That's no, what, let's... Yeah, no, let's eliminate them. You want to know why? They lost to Duke. I know that's not, that's not an insult. They have, like, everyone that we're talking oh, about right now. Wow, yeah. Everyone, right. yeah, like, everyone that we're talking about right now is undefeated still in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in the, defense of Cle- like, in the defense of Clemson, obviously, you know, Duke has won. And, like, disclaimer, at this point in the podcast, when we say eliminate, we do not mean they have a 0% chance to get to Charlotte. We mean that 100%. We're talking about eliminate them from who we think is the number two team right now. That's what we mean. So disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Two, three weeks. Yes. They're probably going to lose at least one more game. At least, right? Because if they shock the world against Florida State next week, Nick, that means they're probably destined to lose in Raleigh. Or lose to Miami. Or lose to North Carolina. Like, you talked about it. Their schedule is brutal. Like, like I went through and I did my I, – I haven't, like, assigned teams the Bulls yet, but I went through and used that predictor site again to update my projections for the season. I have Clemson at 8-4. and four. And that feels so, like, disheartening because I think Clemson's – they figured it out can be 11-1, and one, to be honest. Maybe not, probably because they're not – with Florida State next week, it'll be hard to – I don't think they're going to figure it out before Florida State, like – truly figured out to beat them, but 10-2. and two. But, and again, they still have Notre Dame, too. 
I know it doesn't count for this, you know, ACC scenario, but if I'm saying eight and four Clemson, I'm probably saying a three-loss ACC Clemson. So I think you, I think based off the schedules and what we've seen so far, and obviously them having a loss, I think Clemson's who we have to eliminate. Yep, I agree. They have the loss to Duke. The rest of the schedule is really hard. Um, at Miami, at Raleigh, at Columbia. Um, and you get Notre Dame and North Carolina at home. That's it's not easy, man. It's not. And Florida State. <laughs> and Florida State. And Syracuse. Like, yeah. It's tough. Like, this is a tough, tough thing. And they're, they're still in a hole. Like, they are still in a hole right now. Um, yeah, you said it best, Nick. They go to Syracuse. Right now, I'd pick Syracuse to be Clemson. So, we're saying that with the Florida State game, obviously, on the horizon, which we also think they're going to lose. That's three losses right there. So, see ya. God, that – oh, my God, that would be so nice. Sorry. Sorry, Clemson fans. Sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm still yeah, team Clemson. Let's, okay. let's eliminate Clemson. So, we're down to Miami, Duke, and Carolina. And Syracuse still. We haven't eliminated Syracuse. And Syracuse. I'm sorry. And Syracuse. But I think we have to then eliminate Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Let's, let's go ahead and eliminate Syracuse. Because I... the only thing I will hear out, Nick, I know this is nuts, and it's not fair to hold Miami to this. But I still, in the back of my head, feel like Miami's going to Miami at some point. Then. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, and here's the pause, Miami has yet to look bad. I mean, the Miami of Ohio win only looks better. The dominant, like, dude, I mean, I was so impressed. I know it's Bethune-Cookman. That's not a good football team. But the fact that there was never even a second where I'm like, wow, my, like, they were, what, 35 nothing midway through the second quarter? Yeah. Maybe even the end of the first? I mean, goodness gracious. They pummeled. And that's what you're supposed to do. And like, I know obviously Bethune-Cookman is not the, is not Wyoming, right? But consider how Texas played against Wyoming. That's nuts, man. Like how there was no hangover at all. And like next week's at Temple. Hopefully that's not when the hangover appears because you can't afford to have that. But if they take care of business against Temple, man, I'm like actually going to be all in on Miami. Right. So, it is going to be interesting, to say the least. But I, I do think that if we're using logic of what we've seen so far this year, Miami has more dudes than Syracuse. Miami's schedule, though, with, you know, Clemson on the road, right? On the road to Clemson? Uh, yeah. You, you just said it. but No, Clemson, they get Clemson at home. Okay, so Clemson at home, they get they go to Florida State, they go to Raleigh, they go to North Carolina. Like that's four games that look sketchy, right? Obviously, Especially like Carolina. Clemson, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. Leading up to the Clemson game, you know, obviously NC State two on the road before Florida State looks tough. They could sleep, yeah, but. So, obviously, we've eliminated Syracuse now, so we'll move on. Do you think that Duke or North Carolina are better than Miami? Because 
This is where I think Duke starts entering the chat. Nick, spoiler, when I went through and did all my predictions, I had Duke going to Charlotte. Because I, I, I think that Duke right now is better than North Carolina. But I, a part of me still wonders if I'm putting too much stock in Clemson. Because I'm the type of person that just never wants to give up on Clemson no matter what. Because I'm giving Duke that Clemson win is the most impressive thing I've seen in the ACC this year. From a standpoint of, like, unexpected. I mean, I know Florida State beat LSU and Miami beat A&M, but, like, I did not think that Duke was actually going to hammer Clemson the way they did. So, you know, with that being said, that you know, this is where it gets tough. It's tough. Who do you, who would you, you know what, Nick, I'm just going to do it. I think you need to eliminate North Carolina. You know what? The schedule. I don't hate I think it. Is, I think their schedule is the toughest of the three. Because Miami gets a decent amount at home. I know Miami's at North Carolina. Tyler Van Dyke has looked more impressive than Drake May. Right. Not fair because I think Drake May has played better defenses pretty much all across the board. I think Minnesota's defense is better than Texas A&M's. Nick, I, I didn't watch this game, obviously, because I was driving back, but the game that I listened to driving back from Ohio yesterday was the North Carolina and Minnesota game, and I listened to the Minnesota broadcasters because, obviously, I don't know if you know this, Nick, Minnesota and North Carolina had never played before, ever, in program history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, that this would affect as much of what I'm trying to say, tell you, but, like, I like to listen to broadcasters sometimes of the other team that I'm trying to learn about if they're playing someone that they haven't played regularly because then all the past stuff doesn't matter. It's all purely what they've seen so far this year and what they're seeing in the moment. And the way Minnesota's broadcasters talked about North Carolina was that they were dominating that game and yet were letting Minnesota hang around till that near the end of the game. Right. When North Carolina, like, Spencer Rattler is a very good quarterback, but that South Carolina offensive line is trash. I don't know how they held up against Georgia this weekend. I think Georgia just did a terrible job, in my opinion, of just attacking them, to be honest. But regardless, Drake May threw multiple interceptions, Minnesota was getting in Drake May's face. I think Miami's going to be able to do that. I think Duke's going to be able to do that. And I kind of like, I go back and forth because Duke does go to Carolina, but I know this is nuts, but a lot of times those games, I don't think the home team really matters that much because like the fans that were going to be at Wallace Wade, 75% of them to 80% of them are going to show up in Keenan anyways and vice versa. Right. Like, the Duke fans, especially if it means something to Duke, they're going to show up. So I think you can eliminate North Carolina here. Because resume-wise, they have the most impressive resume of the three teams we're debating. But Duke has dominated from start to finish. I've never, like, 
what Duke did to Clemson, like how bad they played in that first half against Clemson and was still better than them. And then obviously dominated them in the second half. They dominate in their FCS game with Lafayette. And they dominated Northwestern from start to finish. And like, say what you want about Northwestern, but I don't think Northwestern's the worst Power 5 team in football. I really don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I- I'm impressed. So, I think you can eliminate North Carolina. I think you can eliminate North Carolina as well. And mainly just because they they handled Minnesota. They played that game. They, they I think they were in complete control. Even when Drake made through a couple bad picks, it felt like it was never getting all the way away from North Carolina. But needless to say, they still – feel like last year a little bit to me and the schedule's harder i get that the schedule's harder so far but south carolina had had a good game against georgia but again o-line trash app state i get it in-state rival that app state gets up for all the power five teams i get that they it's weird their defense i think has taken a step it's not anything dramatic, but they've taken a step. But the offense, and, I, and stupid of me, it will sound stupid of me to say this because they're averaging like 35 points a game. But Drake May, like if he makes these mistakes against Syracuse, against Miami, against NC State, and against Clemson, they're going to bite him back. Like those mistakes are going to bite him back. And can your offense get back into the game? Can your defense hold up? Now, the defense hasn't been challenged a whole lot because I don't think Minnesota has a good offense. I think, like we just said, South Carolina's O-line was terrible and Spencer Rattler did everything he could. But Drake has not been all that sharp. You And I can tell that the Carolina fans are not really shouting out Drake for Heisman, Drake for Heisman. Because in two games, he's had four interceptions. Did he have any picks in the App State game? He had two against South Carolina, two against Minnesota. And, okay, he was clean against App, but he only threw for 208 yards and didn't throw for a touchdown. They, they beat him running the football. <laughs> yeah, right. So I question if Drake May is regressing a little bit because, again, Syracuse, Miami, Clemson, NC State, and we'll throw in Duke for that matter. You throw a pick, those teams are going to capitalize. So I'm okay with eliminating North Carolina because they had they, they they almost seem the same to me. All right, who would you pick to go to Charlotte right now? I already spoiled mine by saying Duke. Who would you I take like to be in Charlotte? I, I like your Duke pick a lot, and I think that Clemson win holds a lot of weight, and I can't believe I'm going to do this. But with Miami's schedule, it looks really, really, really good for them. Um, let's see. At Temple. See I, see, I disagree. I think that Duke's, Duke plays tougher teams, but I think the way it breaks out for them – like, Miami's got to do – you look at Miami's last three games. At Florida State – sorry, we even go last four just to, to really hammer it home. At NC State, at Florida State, 
Louisville at Boston College. I understand that Boston College is not like that tough, but it is a Black Friday game. It's going to be freezing cold, and we know how Miami is when it's freezing cold in November. Hopefully this team's different. But at NC State, at Florida State versus Louisville, there's probably a loss somewhere in there. Well, I think there's definitely a loss in Florida State. Then at North Carolina and Clemson in back-to-back weeks. Right. Like, what's crazy is, Nick, is their bye week isn't – it's it's already – has it already happened? No, no. Their bye week is – When? I don't see a bye week then. Where? Oh, I'm, I'm it's after at... Temple. It's after Temple. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a 30th. That's a terrible spot for your bye week. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I mean, I, again, maybe that means, though, I mean, it's not Manny Diaz anymore, and they were bad with Manny Diaz off the bye. But, like, of the teams that you would play off your bye, Georgia Tech at home, besides Virginia, would probably be the lowest-ranked, like, ideal one. No offense, Georgia Tech, but, like, you don't need two weeks to prepare for them. Where you look at Duke, like, yes, they have tougher games left on their slate, but, like, Notre Dame, like, they have at UConn, who's a kind of a walking dead team right now. So, hopefully they care of business, that doesn't count for AC anyways. That is Notre Dame at home. And you might go, oh, that's a tough one, they might lose again. doesn't affect the AC standing, so it doesn't matter that much even if they do. But then they get a bye week to recover from that game, and it's the perfect spot, in my opinion, for a bye week because NC State looks like a trap game at home before they go to Florida State. But when you have two weeks to prepare for a team, it's hard to have that become an actual trap. Because all you're going to do is either the week of the bye prep for Florida State and then do a week of Duke and then come back to Florida State the following week, or excuse me, NC State, or you're going to prep for NC State during the bye week and then kind of mix Florida State in with the NC State week. So you get that, and then, yes, I know they go to Louisville the week after. But in this scenario, Nick, I'm expecting them to like, – I think the ACC second-place team is going to have two losses. Yeah, I can see that. So, so if they lose one of the Florida State-Louisville, like, not that big of a deal in my opinion. I don't think they're going to lose both at this time. Wake Forest at home on a Thursday night, not ideal, but it is a home game. I think Duke currently is better than Wake, which gives them a little extra time to prepare for North Carolina, and they can kind of go all in on North Carolina because it's at Virginia and Pitt at home to end it. Like, Nick, they could be sitting in a situation where they have one loss with Virginia and Pitt left on the slate, and they probably could still afford to lose one and still get the tiebreaker on whoever they're competing against for that last spot. Right. So, that's why I think their schedule lines off better. And, and I'm going to be honest, I, I trust a Mike Elko team more than I trust a Mario Cristobal. I think that Miami is a more talented team than Duke. And I think if Tyler Van Dyke continues to be what he's been the last couple weeks, then he might actually be better than Riley Leonard, which is saying a lot because Riley Leonard has an argument as the top three quarterback in the conference. But that's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll push back on on the schedule. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I think I'm just going with, cause you asked me, I think after the week, during the week two recap, you asked me right now, who do you see in Charlotte? And I said, Florida state, Miami, without even thinking about it. And I think to that, that to me has not changed within a week. And there's, there's no, I mean, what they did on Thursday night and what Duke did against Northwestern, like both games kind of went as you would hope. So nothing from the, like when you're talking about those two teams or even North Carolina with Minnesota, like final score was kind of what we were hoping to see from North Carolina. So if you felt Miami last week, it makes complete sense. I I had Louisville last week. And it kind of makes sense why I dropped them a little bit because of like what happened with Indiana, kind of this this continual letting teams crawl back into games. But no, that makes complete sense. So, yeah. anyways, Nick, that's all I've got. Like, I thought that was the best way to break this down. We've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. I talked to a couple friends that have started to listen to the show, Nick, and they've. All are kind of in agreement that after like an hour and a half, it's really hard to continue listening because, like, even if you have a 30 minute commute to work, like, having the same podcast for two straight days is tough. Right. <laughs> so I get that. So that's really all I've got. That was my way of, I think, breaking down what happened in the ACC this week. Um, the only other thing I want to quickly, and I mean quickly, just say was just this week alone, who was most impressive to you? Just Win, loss, team. doesn't matter. Who was the most impressive team to you? The most impressive team. Um, I'm going to go with... Hmm. Let me think. Um, well, I'm pulling up everything. I'll go with... I'll go with Syracuse. I think Syracuse was it has been the most impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna go this week, just this week alone. I think the most impressive to me was probably North Carolina. I know. Yeah, they were my second. They were my second team. Just because, like, considering how things went to to win that game by as much as they did. And they doubled up Minnesota, for goodness sakes. I mean, that's just another Power 5 win. It's hard to, to be negative about them. So, but that's all I've got, Nick. Any, anything else? Uh, if not, we'll obviously be previewing Tuesday or Wednesday, and then we'll be seeing each other on Friday night. That's right. I do. I, I want to ask you something because we talked about it last night. Yes, I do. Uh, yes, I do want Dioli's brought to me on Friday. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I want to ask you something, and we kind of talked about it last night. And if you want to, if you want to save it for maybe a little pre-talk before we get into the games next week for net for Tuesday's podcast, we can. But. Are you dead and locked, like dead headlocked, saying that the ACC is the worst Power Five conference? Yes. Okay. Do you want to have that discussion now, or do you want to wait sure. till Tuesday? Sure. All right. Okay. I mean, like when I say dead and locked, I mean I don't mean like that subject. Like that can change at any point. But no. But at I, this I, point, I, I'm yeah, still. Or, 
through the first three weeks, is the ACC the bottom of the Power Five? Yes. Name four teams in the bottom of any conference worse than our bottom four. There's not a Power Five conference that has a worse bottom four than us. Name, name a conference, Power Five conference, that has a worse top four than us. And I preface this with, do we even know who our top four is? <laughs> like right now, I'd say the top four is Miami, Florida State, Duke, and North Carolina. Those are the four teams that all got for sure ranked. Yeah, kind of bull how the top four of the, the top four of the Pac-12 was way better than our top four. The top four of the Big 12, that's where it gets a little bit suspect. Like, I'd go probably Texas, Oklahoma, KUK State in the Big 12. But, like, I mean this in all respect to... North Carolina, Miami, and Duke, but I think that K-State, I mean, I know they just lost a heartbreaker to Mizzou, but I mean, first off, you lose by a 61-yard field goal. I mean, that's just, things weren't meant to go for Kansas State yesterday. (laughs) I mean, we've got NFL-type kicks happening to walk off your team. But regardless, like, in the SEC, you've got, uh, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, like, again, the SEC, I'll hear out their top four. But again, like, our top two for sure, in my opinion, is the worst of the Power Fives. Because I don't even know if you can for sure pick the two. We'll go with Miami just to say Miami, or you can say Duke or North Carolina for all I care. And I do genuinely believe that, like, Georgia and LSU or Georgia and Bama would beat, you know, at least go one and one at the bare minimum, and the two versus two matchup would go to the SEC. Pac-12, again, like, I think the Pac-12 might be the best conference in college football right now. No, I think hands down, without a doubt, Pac-12 is the best. So, like, that, that obviously helps. Then, like, you, we'll use the Big Ten, right? The top three in the Big Ten, for sure, are better than our top three. Like, that's for sure. So, you've got that. Then you've got, you know, the the bottom of the Big Ten. Like, say what you want, but the bottom is probably what? Northwestern, Purdue, Rutgers, and maybe Michigan State now that they're faltering? No, I would say it's Northwestern, Indiana, and Michigan State. Maybe even throw in Illinois. I don't know if you can throw Illinois in there. That's not really fair that Illinois has played a really tough schedule so far. but That's fair. Okay, I won't but, go in. If we're talking bottom but, three, then I would go Northwestern. We're, we're also going bottom four, but still, like, if that's the case and you want to throw Michigan State, Northwestern, who else did you say? Indiana? I mean, Indiana just took one of our top half teams to the wire. We can throw in the and, Nebraska. And if, like, I genuinely think you can throw Purdue in there. I guess you could throw Nebraska in there. But are you, like, I'm picking Nebraska to beat every one of our bottom fours. So that's where I think it, the AC, in like the middle of the ACC, though competitive, 
I don't see anything that's light years better than the middle of a Big Ten. Like, the Big 12 middle is definitely better. The middle of the Big 12 is definitely better. The middle of the Pac-12 is definitely better. And the Pac-12 might not even have a middle. It might just have a top seven, top eight, and then their bottom. <laughs> like, right. the Pac-12's bottom might be the only thing that compares to the ACC's bottom because I'm not really sold on Stanford, Cal, Arizona, or Arizona State. But even then, like, Arizona's not a bad football team. They're better than any of our bottom four. I think Arizona would probably go two and two against our bottom four. I think Cal and Stanford could go two and two against our bottom four. So it's really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is like, I think we are the worst power five because we don't have, like, our best team is Florida State. And, like, I know the polls say otherwise. I think Washington's been more impressive than Florida State. So that's a Pac-12 team right there that should be up higher. Obviously, Georgia and Michigan are ranked higher. Texas is ranked higher. So when we're talking about tops of the conference, like the, the best team, in my opinion, in each conference, we have the worst Power 5 top team. And that's not saying that Florida State's bad. I think they're going to make the playoff. But, like, we also don't have, like, the Pac-12, like you said, I agree with you that it's the best Power 5. So now you have this middling ground. Or the Pac-12 might not get a playoff team purely because they all have two losses. They cannibalize themselves because it's so good from the top. So I'm just not sold on the ACC. But so I'll rebuttal this weekend. I will say, Nick. I will say this weekend it moved up into more of a conversation. Like last week, I wouldn't even have the conversation. Like I was like, right. it's, we're yeah. clearly the worst. Or now at least it's a conversation. But I still don't think my opinion overall has changed. So. Here's my thinking, because I'm with you last week. Yeah, through through the first two weeks, yeah, it plays out. ACC is not the uh, or is the bottom conference now. Pac-12, I agree, top conference. They got eight ranked teams. Those eight teams are all still undefeated. Um, but here's my thought process of everything. Of all the SEC matchups we've had, we have a winning record. Of all the Big Ten matchups we've had, we have a winning record. The Big 12 only has two ranked teams. Only two. The Big 12 has losses to at Miami of Ohio, Wyoming, South Alabama, Missouri, that's fine, Texas State, Rice, and Ohio. Those are not good losses for the Big 12. Pause. Pause. We have losses to JMU at home. Northern Illinois at home, Cincinnati at home. Like, if we're going to play this game, then you have to play it with the ACC, and that's, and that's the problem. No, I, I, and I'm playing this game thinking that, yeah, I think Virginia might go 0-12. I get that. Yeah. I'm also saying there. I don't think that there is, we can definitively say for any conference that they're the bottom. I think there's a clear top, and I think ACC, SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12, because to be honest with you, let's start with the Big Ten for me. I'm not sold on Michigan and Ohio State right now. 
I'm, I'm sold on Penn State because if you look at those three teams, they played not good teams. Penn State's the only one that has really taken care of business the first three weeks. J.J. McCarthy, I don't think, is a good quarterback. Ohio State finally did something that they should do to, a, to an inferior opponent. Okay, so I'm not 100% sold on the Big Ten's top. Well, I think they are good. I think they will have deep runs, and they will always be in the playoff conversation. Just watch out. I'm not sold on their on the top three. The SEC, Georgia struggled with South Carolina. I get that. South Carolina will be an okay team this year. But North Carolina handed it to them um, in the second half. Alabama is in shambles. They have no idea who their quarterback is. LSU lost to FSU, and FSU destroyed them. We have Wake over Vandy. We have Miami over Texas A&M. I don't think there is a clear number two team. Maybe you can lean LSU, but I don't know if there's a clear team in the SEC right now. So I think what also helps is that there isn't a definitive number one team in the country. Now, everyone's going to say Georgia. Yeah. But let's wait and see. I, no, you're right. My bottom line is that I don't think I can definitively say with the ACC having winning records over those two conferences, I don't think there is a bottom conference right now. I think we have to wait a little bit. So I think there's a top, and I think it is the Pac-12, and I think everyone agrees with that. But I don't know, just with the head-to-head matchups and the SEC not being what it is and me not being sold on the top of the Big Ten and – the big 12 only having two teams ranked. I don't think we can say the ACC's bottom right now. Now it, I'm glad that you said it moved for you because it moved for me. Cause I was agreeing with you for the first two weeks. Now I'm not so much. Yeah. Well, Nick, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's fair that your argument is that you just don't know who the bottom is. I'm taking a stance on who I think the bottom is. Okay. Can when I, I say that, like, when, when I, I the bottom is, who do you think the bottom is? I think it might be the SEC. It's not. It's not even close. I don't, I don't even think they're the bottom four. I know they're down. I understand that. And I hate SEC bias more than anything in the world. I do. But at the end of the day, look at the matchups that we've had. Wake hosted Vandy. Miami hosted A&M. Again, Wake is a higher up in the ACC totem pole than Vandy is in the SEC. Miami is higher up on the ACC totem pole than Texas A&M is in the SEC. Same argument with Florida State and LSU because Florida State is our Georgia. And though that game wasn't in Tallahassee, it was basically a home game. So we've had the favorable matchups in those ones. We look at the non-favorable matchups. Virginia gets absolutely shit-kicked. By Tennessee, right? That's that's fair. North Carolina beats South Carolina, but again, we're doing totem pole stuff. North Carolina is a lot higher up on the ACC than South Carolina is in the SEC. You know, you look at the Big Ten stuff with the ACC. We went 4-2 and two this week, right? That's great. But Duke is way higher up on the totem pole than Northwestern is. Syracuse, is, uh, Syracuse and Minnesota is the most... Like, I'll hear it out because I think Minnesota and Syracuse might kind of be in the same area in their respective conferences. Or, excuse me, not Syracuse. No, that's why why I'm mixing this up. 
sorry. Syracuse is higher up in the totem pole than Purdue. But again, I'll hear out that maybe it's a little bit more competitive than, than whatnot. But North Carolina is higher up than Minnesota. You know, in the games that we lost, Virginia is... Like, Maryland's still probably bottom half of the Big Ten, right? Maybe they're seven, six. Yeah. I know Virginia is in the bottom, but, like, again, it was competitive, sure. But at the end of the day, the score was still 42 to 14. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, like, you look at us. Do I think, like, it's not as clear for sure, but, like, I don't think that because the ACC has winning records against both is for sure, like, because come rivalry weekend, man, I think the SEC might tie up the ACC. Because like, Georgia's going to beat Georgia Tech at this point. I'm not sold that Louisville's going to beat Kentucky as much as I used to be. I think Florida State will beat Florida. Are we sold that Clemson's going to go into Columbia and get the win? I think they should, but it's not a guarantee at this point. So it's kind of tough for me. Again, it's a lot closer than it was, for sure. Like, if I had to rank them, I would go Pac-12-1. I think I'd go Big Ten-2 because I, I like I like the top half of the Big Ten. And, like, Northwestern's the worst team in the Big Ten. But, like, I mean, again, Purdue beat Virginia Tech. And I think Purdue has, like, Purdue and Indiana are probably the bottom of that totem pole. And both teams have shown that they're not, like, god-awful football teams. And, like, I know Purdue lost to Fresno State, Nick, but uh, did you see what Fresno State did to Arizona State this past weekend? Yeah, they blanked them. Yeah, they hammered them. wasn't even close. Like, Fresno State right now is my, t- my team for the New Year's Six from the G5. So, it's not like that loss is a bad loss now at this point. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the most competitive it's been. I'll give you that. Like, that, I think, is, is very much in the conversation. But I still do think that at this point in time, like, Nick, you know what's going to take for me to change my mind? It's going to take Duke or Clemson or one of those teams to beat Notre Dame. That's fair. And, That's fair. and if, no, like, if Notre Dame beats Ohio State this weekend in South Bend, right, and then Duke beats them the next week in Durham, then I'll start having the conversation that we're not as bad as we think. Because... Right now, I need, I need our top half teams to beat a top half. I know Notre Dame's not in a conference. But if we can start applying some of these across the board, then I think that's where, you know, or again, like, I'm trying to remember who still has non-conference games. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, Nick, I mean, I don't want to spoil our preview on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think Marshall's going to beat Virginia Tech this week in Huntington. That's where I stayed on Friday night, and I talked to some people in town and, dude, that town's already juiced up. They had a bye this past week. So, by the way, Marshall has a full week extra to prepare for Virginia Tech. Marshall, I don't know if this is true because I got this from, like, a fan that says he knows somebody. But he said that Virginia, that all the Marshall guys, not the coaches, but, like, Marshall players were getting together to watch Virginia Tech and Rutgers <laughs> this weekend. So, if that's true, then they're, they're obviously going all in to try to beat them. <laughs> Like, those, like, it's those types of games. I mean, I know Wake ended up getting the job done, but, like, Wake still almost lost to Old Dominion, who, by the way, Virginia Tech hammered. Like, we still show really sketchy stuff all the time. I mean, BC lost to NIU. Like, we're saying Nebraska's a bottom Big Ten team. Like, Nebraska took NIU to the woodshed. Yeah. So that's where, like, 
it's getting closer, but I still don't feel like, oh yeah, this is it. So, but Nick, this is a great pod. I'm excited to preview week four because we get to preview our matchup that we'll be at. Well, it's cool because we're all, like we're going to be boots on the ground a lot this weekend in the ACC because I'm for sure going to North Carolina at Pitt. I'm trying to see if it's even doable. I'm trying to figure out exactly how far Marshall is to Pitt because I might because the Pitt game's at eight. I might try to do Marshall Virginia Tech at noon. We'll see, but. If not, I'm gonna for sure gonna be at North Carolina at Pitt, which I think is a really big game, obviously for wow. you know, what we just did exercise why wise because obviously we have North Carolina goes to Pitt and takes care of business, then we can just kind of start writing off Pitt, right? <laughs> and 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 not hyping up North Carolina, but like again, like this is the type of game that like I feel like North Carolina like loses more often than not in history, like in the past. Yeah, yeah. So. That'll be intriguing for sure. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, Nick. It's always great to, to break down everything together. And, uh, as always, anything else before we go? If not, you can send us off. Because I, I, I hate sending us off because I feel like you might have something else to say, and then you don't get to say it. So, whatever you have left, Nick, and then send us off. Um, no, that's about it. I can't wait to preview. Like I said, we're, gonna, we're both going to be at Virginia on Friday, and then I will be working the Wake Georgia Tech game. Um, also proud of my pack, uh, for getting the win. I saw everything that I wanted to see, uh, with turnovers, the offense, the defense, some young guys got some touches. Julian Gray looked great. So everything I wanted to see out of that VMI game, I did. I have a little bit more confidence in this team, but other than that, that's it, man. Awesome. Well, then it's off, Nick. Just means less in the ACC and go ACC. Pro A C C.